Girl, stop talking. All the shit that people are thinking but not saying. I'm not even like drunk. I've just been like drinking. Does my podcast offend you? Men, if you're listening, I apologize in advance. Women, hey bitches, are you ready? Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. Happy fucking Monday, bitches. Welcome back. I'm so sorry I missed last week. Your girl has been busy and I have been trying to get the space set up. Do we like it? It's a work in progress. It's going to look so cute once it's done. Um, I know you guys are listening on audio right now. I'm going to post this clip on Instagram of the new space. I'm happy to be back this week and I really just wanted to get in to what we were going to talk about. Um, first of all, it's Monday. Hello. How are you doing? Driving to work, waking up, doing your makeup, maybe making coffee. If your name is Kyle, drinking one of those monster energy drinks before you go work construction and text your roster of bitches. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, I wanted to get into today's episode. I am so excited to be back. And like I said, trying to stay consistent. It's been so difficult. Your girl has had so much going on. Um, Before we get into today's episode, we are going to talk about our TSA of the day, the week, if you will. Today's TSA is men controlling what women do with their bodies. Oh my God, my heart hurts for the position that we're in as women right now. And, you know, don't pop off just yet. This isn't a political podcast, but I just have to say this and I'm going to make it short and sweet. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you've heard it once before. The fact that men could literally have 365 babies in one fucking year and we're still talking about what women can and can't do with their own bodies. I am so deeply repulsed that this is even a topic. We're literally going backwards as, as a country and it's disgusting. So I... I encourage all of you women, men who understand that this is a part of our society now. Like if you think differently than the things that I'm saying, you can just fucking not follow me. Do not subscribe. I don't even care. If you don't think that women should have the right to decide whether or not that they can choose to have a baby regardless of the reason it has nothing to do with you if you didn't want to have the baby don't fucking come inside of her it's just the whole thing is fucking disgusting to me and so my tsa today is exactly that like literally giving the worst name for men and to all the other white men that are doing good for themselves and the economy and the you know whole united states as a whole thank you please stand up for women's rights this is absolutely fucking ridiculous that the fact that it's fucking 2022 and we're still talking about this um i saw that the decision was supposed to be made on the 17th i know in arizona there's going to be a march on 
um, a women's march and rally in Phoenix on the 14th, I believe. No, wait, I think today's the 14th. Just kidding. Um, when I'm recording this, it's actually on the 18th. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be in Arizona. Otherwise, I would literally be down there marching with all, all the other women who stand for um, pro-choice rights as a woman. So if you're in Arizona and you are off or have an availability between the 6th and the 8th, there is a march going on downtown um, to help support women's rights. Women, men, anyone, like literally, why are we still talking about this? It's disgusting. Um, so with that being said, <clears throat> I digress. Today is going to be about mental health and masturbation. I want to get into both things because I kind of feel like they play hand in hand with each other. Um, personally, you know, I always have to rely on personal experience because this is really where this whole podcast is coming from is just like my life and my thoughts and what is going on. And I have to be honest with you guys, the last like six, seven, eight weeks oh, have seriously been detrimental to my mental health. Um, I wanted to get into that lightly a little bit today and just kind of touch on how important mental health is. And I love that I have a platform where I can talk about it and continue to be authentic, not only to myself, but to everyone else and kind of destigmatize these things about mental health. You know, I feel like our generation is doing so much better than past generations in making this like the norm. And I think considering it's May, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my whole mental health, masturbation segment, polls and all that. And we'll get into that later. But I I have been struggling pretty significantly. Um, it's been really hard to be creative in these moments where I feel like I have to put this mask on for everybody else because they have these expectations that, you know, I'm a certain way that I'm like fun and flirty and funny and like to overshare my life and just be like outrageously vulgar, um, which I am. I am all those things. But, you know, it's like some of those things, some of the other real things you don't necessarily post online. Right. I've never been the type of person to although I'd like to think that I am authentic. I I'm never going to sit here and like post a video of me fucking hyperventilating online you know I know some people do it if it's therapeutic for them like by all means girl do your thing um for me no I mean the last thing that I think about when I'm like can't breathe because I'm crying so hard is be like oh let me grab my phone and record myself right now <laughs> um it's definitely just not for me so I kind of wanted to just kind of dive into those struggles of the mental health without giving away too much because some of the stuff is pretty personal to me. Um, I definitely have been struggling and it's really, it's hard to have this like creative spark in this um, entertaining show when you have to pretend. And that's how I felt the last um, couple of weeks, I felt like I had to pretend. And 
even in everyday life, you know, it's like my job as a lash artist, I see women every day. And a lot of these women I've been seeing for years and we know each other and we know we know each other's energy and we know like when something's wrong and not. And so to have something so personal go on that you're not ready to speak publicly about and have to put on this face of I'm okay, everything's fine. It is so fucking draining. Um, I'm like literally trying my best not to get emotional. It's so hard to put this mask on of like, I'm okay and everything's fine. So the last, you know, six to eight weeks with the podcast, um, that's why things have kind of slowed down and I hadn't been as consistent as I thought I was going to be. I've just really been trying to understand my emotions and myself and feel those things so that I can move forward effectively and um, get back to this, you know, fun, creative person that I know I am. So (laughs) even though it sounds like I'm about to shed tears, um, I feel really good talking about this now. And in the last couple weeks, I have had that creative spark. I've been working on this space my podcasting space a lot. I have a lot of fun things coming. I hope soon that I can have my YouTube channel set up, which is so crazy. Like you guys will be able to watch audio and video. That would be amazing. Um, I'm working on my space right now and I really just want to get that going so that we can make this podcast really something um, because that's the goal. So I wanted to be open and talk about my own mental health struggles. Um, I do believe I had an episode where I was very emotional in the very beginning. I don't know if you've listened to all of my um, shows or not, or you're new. Um, There is an episode. I'm not sure what the number is, but the title is my neck, my back, my anxiety attack. And that one I'm very vulnerable on that of things that I'm struggling with. I don't even remember what the episode was about, but I'm pretty sure I was crying. So <laughs> um, I wanted to talk a little more today about some of the things that I go through personally. I am prone to being anxious. I, I have not been diagnosed as having anxiety. I'm not on medication for it. However, I do still feel that feeling of anxiousness every once in a while. Um, and it's crazy because I will be honest and I never even used to believe in anxiety. I went, I think like 22 years of my life, um, never understanding what anxiety really felt like until I was in one of the most, um, toxic relationships of my life. And I remember in that relationship when I when it had ended, there were a lot of crazy things going on. Um, I was living with uh, my best friend at the time, and I remember telling her like these things that were going on with me. And I'm like, I'm not hungry, I can't eat, I like, um, I'm nervous all the time, and I don't have an appetite. I'm feeling like that, like being nervous in the sense where like, I always think other things are going to happen when they're not. And, but also I can't sleep. And she, I remember she asked me, she's like, well, 
Tatum, do you think that you're depressed? Because she knew all the things that were happening in the relationship at the time. And I looked at her and I was like, you know, honestly, I've felt depression before. I have felt those waves of depression. And I'm like, it was different. It was like I was immobile, couldn't get out of bed, didn't want to do things for myself, crying all the time. And I don't feel that way. I just don't understand what it is. Well, I went 10 days, basically, um, living on very minimal food. I don't even really remember having actual meals at that time in those 10 days when I was going through this very traumatic experience. Um, I remember being really shaky all the time and kind of like overlooking my shoulder or thinking things are happening when they're not happening. And I was talking to one of my clients and I remember some of those feelings were like, it felt like um, someone was like sitting on my chest or like my heart rate would like start pumping really fast. And I was talking to a client at work and she, we were sharing thoughts about these things. And she told me, she's like, I think you're experiencing anxiety. And that was the first time where it really hit me where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, is that what this is? So obviously I went into like a deep dive online and tried to figure out like, is that what I'm going through? Am I, am I experiencing anxiety? Is that why I can't eat? But I'm like, I'm exhausted, but I can't fall asleep at night. And why my heart rate like is is pounding so quickly. Um, and you know, obviously that's, that's what it was for me. That's what anxiety is for me. It's obsessive thoughts. It's the fast heart rate, not being able to catch my breath. And, um, That was the first time, long story short, the very first time that I actually experienced being anxious and kind of like diving into like what is mental health and what are these things that I'm feeling and why am I feeling these things? Ever since then, I have never been able to not be anxious. (laughs) And that fucking sucks. Maybe now I know that I have like an actual definition of what being anxious and experiencing anxiety means. And I know it's like obviously a real thing that people struggle with all the time. Like I said, um, I'm not diagnosed with anything. I'm generally a very happy, outgoing person, but that doesn't mean that I still don't struggle with very real life things. Anxiety being one of them. Um, Specifically, the obsessive thoughts. They literally kill me. I will be like so obsessed in my head with something that I can't even get over it to the point where it makes me feel like I can't breathe and like I have to stop what I'm doing. And I've learned over time that, you know, when you're getting into those moments of like panic where you feel like you can't get out of your head, you feel like you can't breathe. You really, the only thing you have to focus on is your breath. Um, I've had a couple of friends talk to me about some other things that I can do, like planting your feet on the floor, looking around and starting to name things of like what you see, what color they are, because these things start to ground you like you are in in this space in real time and then focusing on your breathing, taking deep breaths. Um, So those are just some of the things that I do to try to control these moments that I have when I do have them. Another thing that helps me specifically with the obsessive thoughts is journaling. 
Um, I like to get a good poem book and read the poems and then kind of journal my own poems based off of what I had read and the way I'm feeling. It kind of, it's almost like, um, it's like a thinking exercise. So it's like, I'm still thinking about the anxiety, but I'm taking myself out of my head and I'm putting things on paper. That for me is like the number one thing that gets me through those anxious moments. The only way when I'm like spinning in my head, cause that's what it feels like thinking in the same situation over and over again. What if this, what if that, like if you responded this way, how would that person respond? If they responded that way, this is how I would respond. And you're just like sitting there in your head and you're like fucking spinning. The only way I can get it out of my head is to write it down. So literally write down everything that I'm telling myself in my head. And then at that point, I'm like, look, it's on paper. You don't have to think about it anymore because it's like you wrote it down on paper. It's not in your head anymore. You don't have to think. And so I just wanted to, you know, discuss some of those things that I have done to help myself with my own mental health issues. Um, Another thing recently, because like I said earlier, I have been seriously struggling. Um, I decided to start therapy. You know, I've never been like against it and I've always like rooted people to do it, but I've never actually like taken my own advice. You know, it's like some things are easier said than done. Right. And I just, the state that I was in, I'm like, you know what? You can only journal so much. You can only talk to your friends so much. And I'm grateful that my friends have been amazing, but sometimes you need like an outer source, an unbiased opinion. And I listen to a lot of other podcasts I know, and I've asked them to fucking sponsor me. This is not an ad. (laughs) I have, um, signed up with better help. Um, there are a lot of ways that you can actually get some discounts by, uh, using their program through discount codes and whatever. And I, if you guys would like to reach out for me for those things, like, please, please do. Um, I started better help, got a therapist. I've gone to two sessions. They're like 30 to 45 minute sessions. Um, it's a great option for therapy. They're very like within budget, I would say. Um, And I've, listen, I've never been the type of person to not be able to openly talk about the way I feel, okay? And the things that I'm going through right now, I just, I don't understand my emotions. And it's so weird for me. I'm like, how can I sit here and and all of a sudden, after fucking 26 years of living and being myself, I, I don't understand what I'm feeling, So, you know, I decided to make the jump to try and get some like real help to see if I can understand what it is that I'm feeling and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Um, I've done two sessions. I like my therapist. I mean, I don't, I guess I don't really have any other experience with one, but she seems like really nice and I feel comfortable with her. And, you know, it's a weird thing. You're like talking to a complete stranger about your problems and hoping that they will be able to give you some sort of constructive criticism and feedback to be able to understand why you are feeling the way you're feeling. Um, It's weird. There are, uh, the first session, I felt better. Um, I went into the session feeling bad, and I got out feeling better. And then the second session, I went in feeling really good, and I left feeling even worse. (laughs) Um, 
I laugh about my trauma as a coping mechanism. Obviously, I feel like that's why I'm so funny. I've clearly been through some shit. We just like, you can laugh. It's funny. <laughs> Makes me feel better. Um, so yeah, my second session was really difficult. It, I went in feeling really good, having like, um, a good headspace and feeling good the last couple of days. And I came out being like, this sucks. And I feel like shit. And I spent the next three or four days not feeling very good about that. Also in this time, I like to reflect and write down my thoughts and my feelings and I keep them in a journal. I go back and reread, sometimes add other notes, um, move to different pages and talk about how I'm feeling at that time. So that's definitely been helpful. Anyways, I'm not exactly sure where I left off from all of my mental health talk, but I will say I just want to normalize not being okay. Shit fucking happens. Life happens. It's not perfect. There's no fucking guide. That's the biggest thing. There's literally no guide on how you're supposed to go through this thing that we call life. We're all just living it and trying to do our best. And I think the best you can do for yourself is be honest, not only 100% to yourself, but to other people, um, ask for help and have good communication, you know, whatever those things mean to you, whether it's therapy, whether it's seeking out a specific individual, whether it's journaling, whatever that means, it's okay not to be okay. And if you need help or you are suffering it's okay to reach out to someone and just let them know. Even if you don't want advice, you just want someone to know. That's okay too. Um, moving forward from mental health, we're going to get straight into masturbating, okay? These things really go hand in hand. Um, first of all, some of the benefits of masturbating are to relieve stress, to sleep better, to boost your mood, relax. Ladies, you can even use masturbation to relieve cramping. Um, Or if you have any sort of sexual tension, men, women, I've always said, um, this is mainly for women because usually if we end up like fucking someone, we fall in love, right? So, my like as a when I was a single woman my number one go-to thing it's like if I didn't want to have to deal with like a shitty one night stand or think about like you know how am I going to get off or whatever you masturbate before you go out so if you have like it's a Friday night with the girls Saturday with the girls you're getting ready you're feeling sexy like you get your you're doing your makeup getting I would wait on the hair. I would like do your makeup, put on a sexy outfit, let that vibrator warm up a little bit and literally masturbate before you go out. You think you're going to go in the bathroom crying and try to text your ex later? (laughs) No. (laughs) Why would you? Because you already got your O. You're not thinking about your ex. You're not thinking about what it would be like to get home alone because literally you already got off your mind is in a different place it's just ready to have fun it's not thinking like oh I want to fuck or I'm horny because typically like once you masturbate you're not horny anymore if you come maybe later in the night but at least you're not going to go into the night horny you already had a great time you're 
you're relaxed. There's no stress. You're going out with your girls. You're pre-gaming. You don't have to worry about texting your ex. So number one tip for my ladies, before you go out with the girls, before you want to text your ex, I'm going to need you to take out your vibrator, get those fingers warmed up and make yourself calm. Okay. And then we can reestablish the conversation of, um, do I really want to send this text message? Do I really want to bring home this random guy from the from the bar that I think is hot? But then when I wake up the next morning, I'm like, who the fuck is this? This is not the person that I left with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm calling you out. I know you've been there, haven't we all? Let's not make any regrettable decisions. And to be honest, one night stands aren't even fucking good anyways. They literally suck. The only thing you most of the time you're not even going to come because you don't even have like a, a connection with this person. And what are the odds that you actually meet a man out and he cares more about your pleasure than his own? It's like slim to none. The only thing you're going to get from this man is fucking chlamydia. <laughs> like, come on, girl, let's not do that. Save yourself the expensive doctor's trip and and just come before you go. Okay. That's my advice for that. Okay. So if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw my story last week where I was announcing that May was National Mental Health and Masturbation Month. We're celebrating both because they go hand in hand. And I did like a fun little poll for everyone. Um, If you contributed and you listened to the podcast... (laughs) fucking love you bitches. I love all of you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to read off some of these, like the, um, percentages. I know you got to see it when you did it, but, and just share a little bit. So my first one asked, um, do you masturbate? And I had the answer to this question was, 89% of you said, yes, you masturbate. 11% said, not really. I had multiple people in my DMs literally say the same thing. And they commented, those 11% of those people are lying. So it's interesting to me to do these things and talk about these things because the 89% of you on my Instagram said, yeah, we masturbate. And then there were the 11% that said, "Mm, not really. And those 89% of people who said, yeah, we masturbate literally thought those other people were lying. And, you know, it's, I respond in a way where I'm going to be honest, I'm 26 years old and I didn't start masturbating until I was 22. I legit fucking had a whole ass baby before I had an orgasm. My, I had my son when I was 18 and I didn't have an orgasm until I was 20. And on top of that, I didn't even start masturbating until I was 22 years old. That was, I'm 26 now. It was literally four years ago. And so that's what I responded to these people when they said that. I was like, you know what? Like, I really don't believe that they're lying because there are so many things that contribute to people not being comfortable with themselves enough to masturbate and give themselves their own sexual experience. Um, And a lot of those things have to do with, you know, not knowing, um, being brought up in a religious household, 
having shame around the conversation, not having any conversation, all of those things play a part in masturbation. And it's like, how do you know to master? Like, how do you know what you don't know? Like, if you don't know something, you're not going to know it to be true, right? It's like someone has to tell you, you have to hear from people. And then you, it's like up to you to kind of figure that out. And that is, has a lot to do with masturbating. It's like, if you grew up in a household where someone didn't, your parents didn't talk to you about sex or didn't share that like pleasure is okay, then how would you know as an adult that it's okay to do those things unless you hear it from your friends or the people you work with or in um, social environments? But then still it feels weird, right? So I remember, well, first let me tell you guys. So I asked Instagram, um how old were you when you started masturbating? Well, 82% of you said 17 and under, which is over puberty. So that seems about right. Um, and then 18 or no, 18% of you said 18 plus. Well, I'll be honest. I was in that 18% where I literally didn't start masturbating until over the age of 18. In my experience growing up you know I can only remember one thing about the conversation that my parents had with me about sex and it was my dad and uh, all I remember is him looking at me with one finger in the air looking at me in the eyes being like it only takes one time to get pregnant that's it one time And I think he said that to me like three or four times over the course of like three or four years. And that was it. You know, like my I never had any other sort of conversation about sex or pleasure or anything like that my whole life up until like even when I was pregnant with my child, I never even you know, it's like I knew what sex was, but It's so funny because out of all of my friends, I was the prude. Um, I was the last one. I didn't make out with anyone until I was a freshman in high school. I was afraid to kiss boys in middle school. I honestly remember having a a quote unquote boyfriend um, in eighth grade and he kissed me on the cheek um, in between class one day and I looked at him and I said, thank you. Like, that's seriously so embarrassing. I literally looked at him and I was like, thank you. Like, I was such a prude. I was such a good girl in middle school. I really didn't start flourishing until like a sophomore year of high school. Never did drugs, never drank alcohol. Like, so good. Um, but also I knew what sex was, but I didn't know what sex entailed. I didn't know like what masturbation was, what it meant to feel pleasure And it's crazy because I think back, like when I was a kid, I remember, I think the first time I ever felt pleasure was, it had to have been probably like early seventh grade. And, um, you know, I'm only sharing this because I know I'm not alone. And I will tell you for the greater period of my life, I thought I was alone in this because I remember sharing this detail with one of my homegirls like a couple years ago and 
before I started all this sexual transformation and all this. And she fucking laughed at me and it made me feel insecure. But anyways, that's a different story. Um, early seventh grade, probably late sixth grade, early seventh grade. The first time I actually felt pleasure was when I would always sleep with the pillow in between my legs. And then there was like one time, I don't even know how it happened, but I ended up like, like thrusting the pillow and it like felt good. And I remember having, I have a couple of these moments in my head where I would be humping my pillow as a child, but I didn't know what it meant. No one told me like what that pleasure was. No one told me why I was experiencing this. And granted, I didn't even fucking ask because I thought it was weird. I remember thinking it was weird. Um, but now as I'm like on this journey and, and I have been for, you know, a couple of years now, I've realized like I am not alone and I bet you guys are fucking listening to this like, bitch, I did that too. Okay. I know, you know, it's like, it's normal and that's okay. But I never grew up in the situation in a household where sex was a conversation. I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know about personal pleasure. I just knew like penis into the vagina and that's what sex is. And I know I'm not alone because when I posted this on Instagram, like, you know, I only had so many of you respond, but literally 78% of you on Instagram said that you grew up figuring out sex on your own by a learned situation. I asked, did you grow up in a household that normally open, normalized or openly talked about sex? 78% of you, did I say that right earlier? Oh my God, I'm sorry. Anyways, 78% of you said, no, I learned on my own. 22% of you said yes, that they grew up in a household where sex was talked about. And I mean, that's just crazy. It's crazy to put these like little sex topics out here um, so openly and have you guys respond so innocently and just see that like we're all out here and we're all adults having sex, but more than half of us didn't even have these conversations as, you know, young adults or anything. You literally figure them out. And how do you figure them out? Through porn? Yeah. When I asked this question, like on how you masturbate, if you use porn or your imagination, 66% of you use porn, 34% used ima imagination. It's so crazy. And that's like a whole nother topic in itself. But porn, you know, I think men specifically use porn so frequently at probably a very young age. And it has such unrealistic expectations, just like movies do like the things we watch every day where it's like, oh, you're making out with a girl. And then all of a sudden you guys are having sex. And two minutes later, she's orgasming. And it was like the best thing that she's ever been through. But, you know, as a woman, <laughs> I think at this point we've known that that's not true. That's not how sex works. Like for women, it takes like at least 20 minutes to warm up. You know, it's like, guys, let's think about this. If you lived in a cold environment, and you had to go to work early in the morning, would you just start your car without warming her up? Probably not. No, you would go out there early, you would start the car, turn on the heater, you would wait at least 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, depending on how cold it really was outside, before you got in the car and drove her down the road. So why are you out here doing this literally for your vehicle? 
but you're not doing it for your woman. I'm sorry. Does your car make you come? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no. So let's just like take that into some consideration, okay? Okay, I wanted to talk about like two other things really quick before we go. I really wanted to talk, to talk about, sorry, <laughs> I pre-gamed before I did this episode and I'm currently drinking a glass of wine. So if you hear me slurring my words a little bit, it's probably why. Um, anyways, I just wanted to have a little more fun with it. So I wanted to really talk about mutual masturbation. I asked everyone on Instagram if you masturbate with your partner or if you have masturbated with a partner. Um, 78% of you said yes, it's so hot. And 22% of you said no, that's weird. I wanted to go into these statistics from my Instagram a little bit. And those 22% was about 33 people that had answered. I just want everyone to know that this was mutual between men and women. We're like, what? No, that's weird. Well, let me fucking tell you right now. It is not weird. Okay. And the way you should think about mutual masturbation, it's not always like, oh, you're just sitting on the bed and you're like rubbing your clit and he's just like jacking off or you know what I mean? Where you guys are just like looking at each other in the eyes. Like, I feel like that's why people think it's weird. They're like, why would I just be sitting there and he would be sitting there and we would just be like doing it to ourselves and we could just like do it on each other. Well, let me tell you why. When you're in a relationship emotionally close with someone or comfortable with someone, anyone, and you take the time to mute, like to do this mutual masturbation, it's not even like to start to finish to completion. You can literally do this in between having sex with the person. You could do this to start having sex with the person. You can like, you know, entice your man a little bit tell get him hot and heavy make out with him pull his pants down like go down on him for a minute start jacking him off and then after that you can look at him and be like I want you to watch me okay and then you go grab the lube and start rubbing on your clit and you do you're showing him what you like and okay meant first of all a man will literally be so fucking hard because he's gonna be like what like okay yeah of course I'm gonna watch you like god damn keep rubbing that like the men are so visual they love that shit so you you getting yourself off is gonna get your man off and part of the mutual masturbation is you could be doing this in the middle of sex and he could be doing the same thing you could even be like I want you to stroke your cock so that I know like how to stroke it in a minute you can say things like that. And that is the whole point. It's like understanding the other person and what they like. Because when you masturbate in front of each other, you're going to see that maybe he's going to do something with his hands that you do different with yours. And it's going to give you that wider appreciation and experience of like, okay, wait, I never thought to like twist my hand like that or like grip a little harder, but that that's what he likes. Cause look at what he's doing and like, and vice versa. He's going to be like, Oh, look, she like rubs, you know, rubs slower, moves it up and down or whatever. It gives the other person insight, like what you like about your body. 
Since we're talking about learning new masturbation techniques with our partner and with ourselves, um, the last thing that I wanted to go over really quickly was, um, wait, what was it? Mindful masturbation. This is something new that I've been trying with myself. And I will say it's so fucking difficult because like I said, I'm such an overthinker. I'm always in my head. Um, when I posted this on my Instagram, I was shocked to see that a lot of you don't even know what it is either. Um, so I felt like it was a good opportunity to talk about it. 80% of the people who answered on Instagram said that they don't, they've never heard of mindful masturbation and 20% said that they have. And for me personally, mindful masturbation, it's not even about having an orgasm. It's almost like the fact that you have to get the orgasm out of your head and you have to like be in the moment and so present with your body and what's going on. A lot of these, this technique is, is using your senses to set the mood, feel like you're going to do all of them Hear, sight, sound, touch. What's the fifth one? <laughs> um, anyways, I think I just snorted. Okay. You know what I mean? You're using your senses to be mindful of your present situation. So for me, I like to set the mood. I'm going to do dim lighting. I have like lit, like these candles in my room that have like all different colored lights. And then I'll like put like some music on that makes me feel sexy. That's like kind of slow, gives like a good ambiance to the place. Um, a lot of the times when I feel the most sexy and like turned on with myself is when I am like in lingerie. So if I'm by myself, I'll literally like put a hot ass piece of lingerie on and I'll get a toy. One of my favorites right now, it has like a warm sensor to it. So I'll like heat that up and it's like a body temp sensor. And then there's like, it's dual stimulation, which is great. Love that. Um, and I actually like have a little code for you ladies for a new vibrator later, if you're interested. Um, so I'll get that ready. I'll dress in something sexy. I'll dim the lights, put some music on, and then maybe even light a fucking candle, like something sensual, like musk or vanilla or like a man scent, something like that. And really just like set, set the mood, um, a lot of mindful masturbation is being in tune with your body. So you want to feel sexy. You want to have the good smells. You want to have lube to wear or body oil where you can like feel your body, like move your hands along your body, like up your legs, over your hips, to your waist, over your, over your breasts, your nipples, like rubbing them slowly and you want to be so in tune to where like the only thing that's happening in your mind is what you're feeling with your hands you want to just like feel your body like illuminate that power that you have there and not be stuck in your head overthinking the situation a lot of this is also deep breathing focusing on your breath breathing in like two, like three, four counts, breathing out five, six, going really slow and just moving. You want to get into the space where you feel comfortable just touching yourself and 
being one with your body, feeling the senses, smelling the smells, just understanding what's going on. And then you like slowly start to move down into the masturbation, which is obviously the best part. And, you know, I started this conversation where it's like the intention isn't to orgasm, but once you get that intention out of your head, it starts to happen a lot quicker and harder and better because you start focusing on all the things around you and like the way your body feels and these little sensations. Like sometimes you might like brush your hands like over your butt. And when you do that, you like feel the tips of your nails scratching over your butt. And then you like grab it and you're like, oh, I feel like the firmness, the tightness. And then you can feel these other sensations in your body where it's like, wait, now I'm turned on. And now I'm like playing, rubbing my nipples and the sensory overload from my nipples is like making my clit tingle. It's all of these little things that lead to the bigger O. And that's why they call it mindful masturbation because you're not just in your head anymore, which is a little contradictory, I guess, now that I'm thinking of it. You're not in your head, but you're in your body. You're breathing. The more you can breathe during sex and masturbation, the better the orgasm is going to be. Long, deep breaths get you out of your head and into your body. So if you take anything from this episode, whether you're a man or a woman, I know I'm speaking more towards women because that's the most of them who listen. But even for a man, when you're with yourself and you're masturbating, you can use all of these same steps to really change the game of your masturbation and feel yourself and switch up those different positions and get out of your head and more into your body to experience more pleasure. So that's it. (laughs) Um, If you guys listened to this episode and its entirety, I appreciate you so much for everyone that reaches out to me telling me how much they love the podcast. Um, it means so much to me more than you even know, especially over the last couple of months. I just have been really struggling and to get those messages and just how appreciative you guys are or you guys took the advice and you're using it in your life. I mean, oh my God, it's so, so amazing. So thank you Thank you so much. Please share this. Tag me. Tell your friends. Subscribe. If you could write me a review on Apple or Google Podcasts, that would be amazing. Um, The more exposure, the better. Honestly, like I feel like you guys are so good to me and I feel so grateful to have people who care so much about what I'm saying because literally I'm just another person so it's just it's crazy if you see me in person please say hi don't be creepy just say hello and you know I'm very nice and I love hearing it it makes me feel so good and it honestly keeps me going so please tell your friends follow me on Instagram at Tatum Zoe with three e's Twitter two e's um And I'm on this new app right now called Be Real, which is like in moment um, pictures. It notifies you. It's kind of cool. It's a little weird. It's people all over the world, but it's like they say it's going to be the new Instagram one day. So maybe follow me on there, too. Um, And, you know, you can always message me on Instagram. If you're not creepy, I usually respond. So don't be creepy. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I do have another episode coming out next week. 
and it's with one of my good friends. We're talking more on mental health, uh, more specific disorders. So if you want to tune into that, let me know what you think. If you appreciate it, if you hated it, don't give me one star, but you can DM me and tell me you hated it. But if you liked it, go give me a review. You know, I would love that. Okay. Okay. I'm done. We'll see you later. Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. Stop.